Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We'll be getting started in just a few minutes. Hello? Hello. Hey, Lisa. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Sorry, my dad. I'm good. How you, you doing? Said people- I'm doing good. You said people keep calling you. Of course, my dad called me from Chicago. He's on another line, but <laughs> I'm gonna be back for. <laughs> so okay. I'm like, okay, hold on. I'm like, hold on a second, Dad. So I'm here. <laughs> okay. All right. Good so I'm gonna go ahead and get back over and I'll come back. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. This is Glenda Prowl, son of Sally McKellar. I want to welcome everybody to Real Talk this evening. It's not talk if it's not real talk. We're excited today about what God is doing and just giving us an opportunity to talk and share and impart some wisdom, uh, do a little talking, do a little listening. But uh, at the end of the day, it's all about somebody being helped, somebody hearing something that might uplift them, may encourage them, uh, may give them that feeling of hope that they need to make it all the way uh, through whatever situation, circumstance that they may be experiencing or know somebody that might be experiencing. Um, there comes a time in all of our life when we can use a word, when we can use some help, when we can use some encouragement, when, and especially when we can find out what somebody else has gone through and come out of it and knowing that God is not a respecter person, that if he brought my sister out of it or brought my brother out of it, that he'll bring me through it as well. And we are especially blessed this evening to have with us Sister Lisa Mangum, and uh, we thank God for her and all that God is doing in her life. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, coming up here soon, October 27th, she's going to be part of an awesome cast in Jacksonville, Florida, where they're going to be doing something called Hidden Secrets, my God. And I think about the secret that I carried around for so many years, and when I finally shared it, I was 47 years old, and uh, but it was such a relief. But they're going to be, be doing that on the 27th in Jacksonville, Florida. But I'm going to let her tell you even more about that later on. But she's here with us this evening so that we could talk about toxic relationships. And so at this time, allow me to introduce to everyone Sister Lisa Mango. Good evening, Lisa. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Okay, so Pastor Keller, you want to lead us in prayer before we get started? <laughs> our Father and our God, we're thankful and grateful for another day, for another opportunity to not only come before you, but to come before your people. Oh, God, I pray an anointing on this woman of God that will share today, dear God. Lord, that we ought not do anything without your anointing, without seeking you first, dear God. And Lord, we pray that you would first help us, that we might be able to help others. So, God, let everything that's said here this evening and everything that's done here be to your glory and that someone may be helped. It is in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. And thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much, Pastor Keller. Um, Thank you, everyone, for joining. Um, I want to ask a simple question. What do you believe a toxic relationship means to you? Or what it, have, have you ever been in a toxic relationship? Anyone? Nobody want to speak. 
How about a toxic relationship is one you don't want to be in? <laughs> hey, it's a toxic relationship. It doesn't matter if you're currently in one, you've been in one. Um, it's just any toxic relationship. Have you been in one? Are you in one? What does it mean to you about toxic relationships? It probably means somebody's not happy. Uh, probably means there's a lot of stuff yeah, going on. I'm, I'm trying. To, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to associate the actual word toxic without knowing what it means. Uh, but stuff that is toxic is dangerous. Um, stuff that's toxic, dangerous, you know, that's right. when you put a sign up, say, say, harmful. You don't want to touch it. You don't want to be mm-hmm. exposed to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's that's just me. Right. Well, often we all have been in or currently in a toxic relationship when we really don't realize it. It can be a sister. It could be a brother. It can be parents. It can be a significant other, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, and wife. It can be any of those things. And we don't realize that we're in a toxic relationship when we're being, um, I wouldn't say bully, but you're just being taken advantage of, Um you can uh, so the the actual person can be very manipulative. So um, when I think about toxic relationships that occurred in my life, um, I've been in so many toxic relationships dealing with um, sisters. Um, it could be sisters in the gospel. It could be my own biological sister, but um, it's real and it happens. Um, do they mean to do that? No, it's just a makeup that's inside of them that calls them to get what they want when they want it, and then just be, uh, you know, however they have to do. If they have to manipulate you, uh, con you into doing whatever or getting what they want from you, they're going to do it. And, I mean, it happens every day. It happens every day. Toxic relationship can be mentally, physically, verbally, um, abuse. Uh, it can really uh, mess with someone mentally. Uh, it can mess with someone um, physically. It just depends because, you know, sometimes toxic relationship can be when you're being battered. That's what domestic violence come in at. So um, when you really think about different relationships you're being in, you can kind of associate it with, was it was it harmful for me? Was it bad? Was it some abuse? Was I neglected? Anybody have anything to chime on on this part? Well, if you have... Anyone. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just just wondering, you know, uh, even with some of the things that you mentioned, is it easy to tell that somebody may be in a toxic relationship, like if it's a friend and it's, it's somebody that you're trying to help, you know, do, pe- do people that are normally in toxic relationships, uh, I would imagine they maybe don't open up. You may not even know somebody that you're close to is in one. Are there signs that, that someone may be in one? And I say if there's signs that someone may be in one, but uh, there's a possibility that can people be in one and, and Almost sounds foolish, but can somebody be in one and not recognize they're in one themselves? Yes, yes. You can be in a relationship and not realize it because you're blindsided. You can be blind by what you desire to have. Um, You can be blindsided of thinking it's mere love, quote-unquote love, but it's really not love. Uh, You can be be in a relationship and just make excuses for what you see of the how the person is treating you. Um, but when you come out of it, you realize, man, I was in that foolishness. But why are you in it? Because, you know, what you desire to have in a relationship, you don't see it, if that makes sense. You may feel some things that's not right, but you try to make it work. Because everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be in a relationship if they're not already on. No matter what the relationship is, they just want to be in the ship. 
So um, you don't really see the signs or you ignore the signs while you're in it, but see all the signs once you come out of it. Any well, other questions? What are, what are, I guess it would depend on the type of toxic relationship you're in, but what would be some of the effects of not only being in one, but maybe just being in one, but remaining in one? Well, um, remaining in one, it can really uh, take your mental state away from you. Um, it can really uh, damage you, whether it's mentally, physically, verbally, um, socially. I mean, because sometimes like, you can be so controlled that the person will say, hey, you can't talk to this person, that person, or that person, including isolating you from your family. So um, once you be isolated, um, how do you get out of something if you can't even reach out to someone that you've been close to for so long? Um, it happens. Do we think it's right? No, but people do it all the time um, to get people in their own seclusive space to do or just to uh, control, control that other person. And no telling what has happened to that person prior to to give them that spirit to want to control someone or manipulate. Like that one of the things that I've noticed. Uh huh. Go ahead. I think someone else was trying to, trying to say something. Okay. Did someone else have a comment? I didn't want to talk over. Now, going along the line that you were talking about, that I, uh, I've, I've seen situations where, and I guess it boiled down to a toxic relationship, where where a guy would would separate um, a lady or you know his girlfriend, a woman, how you want, you know, separate her from those people that that loved her and cared about her, uh, which I, I would imagine that if he didn't really mean her any good or was trying to hurt her, that that would be almost like the first thing they would do is make sure it wasn't anybody that had access to her, loved ones, family, relatives, siblings, to just get her off somewhere where I guess he could really just take advantage of the situation. I don't I don't know. I guess it, you may can tell me, but I can say, but does this whole toxic thing go both ways? Because I would imagine initially just to think of a toxic relationship, for some reason your mind would go to, you know, some man that's uh, abusing or mistreating a woman. But uh, could, that be the, could that be the reverse, where it's the woman that's actually doing the abusing and mistreating? Yeah, it can be anyone mistreating. Um, it just depends. Like I said in the beginning, um, they can manipulate to get what they want and forget to get how you feel. Um, it's me. It's all about me type syndrome. Um, as long as you're doing for me, everything is going to be good. But when you don't do for me or do as I say you do, if it can be male or female, then we have problems. So, um yeah, toxic relationships can go both ways. You know, women, some women can be very um, controlling, um, demanding, wanting their cake and eat it too type things. So um, it's just not a man that can um, be dominant in a relationship or um, uh, the abuser. Any other questions? Yeah, I don't want to go into great detail about toxic relationships because I'm in this um, production that's happening on October 27th, and I don't want to reveal my toxic relationship. So I have to, I'm walking a thin line right now. But um, once the production is over with, I can be more um, 
I can speak more freely, but right now I, I have to walk a, a little thin line on some eggshells because I don't want to reveal my secret right now. So, um, and you did mention hidden secrets and the, the, the cat, the, excuse me, the production is um, unveiling the mask. Uh, dealing with toxic relationships, and it is October the 27th. The doors will open at 3.30 p.m., and the show will begin properly at 4 p.m., and it's at the FSCJ Kent Campus Auditorium. And the address is 3939 Roosevelt Boulevard, that's in Jacksonville, Florida, 32205. So anyone in the surrounding area, please come out. You don't want to miss it because there are men and women that will be revealing that thought they were going to take their secrets to their graves. They will be revealing their secrets on the 27th of October. Are there any other questions about toxic relationships? Any thought about toxic relationships? Well, I don't know with some other people on here, Pastor Keller. So um, do you have any other questions or anything that you want me to make mention? Hello. Okay, um, it seems like some people are having problems trying to log into the broadcast. Pastor Kelly, is it something that they can do differently? I'm getting like a whole bunch of texts. All right, and there's no other questions concerning toxic relationships. Is there any other remarks concerning relationships, period? Anybody have anything to find in any relationship or a toxic relationship? Any questions? Mr. Lisa? Yes. I apologize. I've gotten disconnected. Oh, okay. Some I have several texts. They're trying to log on and the pen is not working. Uh, the, the show ID should be enough to log in one one. For the ID, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I understand the link that you sent that uh, was on on um, Facebook, but I don't know. Maybe they came it in wrong. But nevertheless, are there any other questions concerning relationships? Period or toxic relationships? I think with my phone that cut off. I, was, I thought it was. I was there. I, I imagine these type what? of relationships that we're, I can imagine these type of relationships that we're talking about are easy to get into, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a whole other thing trying to get out of them. Is there something that you All might right. be able to say to someone uh, that's in one and, and struggling to try to get out as far as uh, means of sources of help? Well, I can just say if you know you're in one, 
get out. Easier said than done. But the more you make excuses of why you want to stay there, the tougher it's going to be for you to remove yourself from the relationship. Um, we often make excuses for everything. Um, and when you continue to make excuses to stay in something that you know is not good for you, health-wise, mental-wise, um, even physical, um, you uh, really want to just try to cling to someone and just get out because at the end of the day, you're giving that person power over you and they're pretty much controlling you. And uh, we don't like to, well, me personally, I don't like to be controlled. Um, so get out. That's, I mean, that's the only thing I can say is get out. It's easier said than done, but you got to make a plan. And the plan is an action plan of when you're going to execute. If, you gotta, if you're afraid of the person and you have to wait till they leave to go to work, then you take time off from work to pack your stuff up and you go. Find somewhere to go and go. If you have to set up where you have to get your own place, your own apartment or whatever, um, make a plan and execute it. Get someone that you can talk to, even if they have isolated you from everyone. Get a coworker or someone that you can reach out to and just say, hey, this is what I need to do. I need a peace of mind. I need my own sanity back. I got to get my mind back. And just go for it and do it. You would never regret leaving a bad toxic relationship. Hello? There may have been someone signing in. I thought someone was trying to say something. What were you saying? (laughs) It got quiet. This is this is free talk. Let's talk this out. Anybody got something to say about toxic relationship? Let's talk about it. There, um, there is something I wouldn't mind adding, if you wouldn't mind, because as as we talk okay, about toxic relationship, I was um, I was sharing with my therapist. Uh, oh God weeks ago, month ago, or whatever. Uh, but the information that he was telling me, even during the conversation that we've been having here so far about being in toxic relationships, uh, I mean, I also see him, can see a toxic relationship as a relationship that may have looked good in the beginning, which they all do in the beginning, and it turned bad. Uh, but he shared some information with me that, that I thought was very helpful and since he shared it, I've shared it with a number of people, and it had, it has to do with how relationships should start off. And he started out by drawing a a, a, a highway, a road on this on his board, and it was a curvy highway. Mm-hmm. And at some junction in the highway, there was a bridge, and then you cross the bridge, and there was a little more highway. But he he drew that illustration, and he pointed out that at the at the beginning of that road is where two people meet and that's basically it mm-hmm. they meet there's no intimacy it's just two people that didn't know each other about to try to get to know each other if they're doing it the right way so what he pointed out to me was that this at this beginning portion of the road should be a discernment period and what you're discerning from each other actually what you're discerning is that person's values and that person's character and, you know, the person's Christian or religious beliefs. And I guess if there's kids involved, you know, designing what kind of parent or whatever they may be. But that that whole little first part of the road is just two strangers that came together and they're designing and learning and trying to find out how much they have in common and, and as you begin to travel down that road, you got to another point in that road where it was basically decision-making time. Okay, we're, we're at this junction in the road where I've been learning you and you've been learning me. I've been discerning and gleaning from you and you've been discerning and gleaning from me. Now we need to decide whether we've discerned enough to actually turn this into a relationship because all it was up to this point was just two people learning. So you get to this place in the road where we, okay, we've been, discerning for a little while now, and now you've got to be honest. Have, have we learned enough about each other to 
turn this into an actual relationship and move further down this road. Or, you know, look, I think you're really a nice lady, but uh, and I wish you the best for however you would do that. But in the event that you do decide to continue down that road, and there was another stretch of road where you continue to desire and learn, but you, you, you grew closer than you were in the beginning part of this road. And if everything actually continues to go well as the two of you travel down this road, you get to the bridge, which by the time you would get to the bridge, if you made it all the way to the bridge, then that would be the place to to try to make this a, a permanent relationship. This is where you would get engaged at the foot of this bridge. And then being engaged, you would travel across the stretch of road that travel that, that crosses the bridge. And then on the other side of the bridge is where marriage would take place. And then there's the rest of that road where you would then live out your life as husband and wife. And I guess um, I appreciated him showing me that because to me it said a lot about doing things so doing things the right way, if you will. And that oftentimes we try mm-hmm. to shortcut the process. You know, mm-hmm. we want to go straight from where we meet at to Okay, yeah, there's gonna be a relationship. Ain't desiring nothing yet, but we ready to we ready to do a relationship. And it's and it's like mm-hmm. if you don't hit every spot in that road, you know, am I am I almost asking for trouble? If if I'm not gonna follow the map or follow the road to get to the destination that I want to get to, so I guess all of that being said, uh, there's a way of preventing. You know, you can learn in the, you can learn early in the game where okay, this don't this don't look like it's gonna be what I thought it was gonna be. Look, it, I was, it was nice meeting you. You know, holler at me sometime or whatever. And uh, I remember we meeting one person in my life in the in the early years, and we were we were out out for dinner or wherever we whatever setting we were in, we were out and having a conversation. And she told me I haven't had anybody tell me up to that point, or nobody said this to me since. But she said, like, Glenn, you seem like, you know, you seem like a really nice guy. You really do. You 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 you, you have manners. You're all the things that somebody, you know, maybe would want in a man. However, I haven't seen you when you don't get your way. You know, I haven't seen you when you interact with people that you're not trying to impress. How, you know, how do you talk to a waiter? How do you talk to a waitress? You know, so in other words, okay, I get I get you on your best behavior, but I need to see you when you're just being you. Who is him when you're just being you? And I just thought that was something profound for a woman to uh, to say or to want to go that deep anyway to know, okay, who am I sitting here talking to? Who am I contemplating getting involved with? I need to see more than what I'm looking at on the surface. Okay. Good. The illustration was really good. No, go ahead. You sent. You go ahead. I'm sorry. No, Were you finished? Okay. Yes, the yes. illustration was real good. Um, thank you for sharing because you're right. A lot of people like to take the detours and jump the road and just go hardcore into just saying, "Hey, I'm in a relationship." And they don't get they don't take that time to get to know someone. So that illustration was very good. Um, it gives it actually gives me a different look on things um, because um, people are so quick to want to just jump into something and not taking that opportunity to, to get to know someone. And you know, I always say communication is a key to knowing someone. And if you can't have a a, a strong communication level, a good dialogue with someone, then that's something to be a warning sign because they're trying to uh, use your words sometimes against you. So um, one thing I can say is uh, as ladies or even gentlemen, don't share too much of your past to the, the other person you're trying to learn because that they can that can bite you along the way. So uh, be careful and mindful how you share your past with someone that you're trying to get to know. But I like the illustration. And even with the lady asking you, um, pretty much 
take your mask off. Let me let me see the real you. I like that <laughs> because we all can put up a front. <laughs> we all can put up a front, but there is a real us that you know really shows during the down the road and that you know uh, it's a matter of time when the real person um, show up and when that real person show up, it's like ooh, I didn't see that and I didn't see that coming. So, um, but yeah, we can all put up a great facade and just want to show a person, hey, the good, good, good. But then there's also, you know, a little bad in us. A little, you know, we can we can cut up a little bit from time to time. Everybody's not a king or queen all day, all the time. You know, sometimes somebody can have a little fire behind them, but you know, really showing you who you really are to a person, it will mean a lot. Do they want to continue to pursue, or they want to say, oh? Gotta go deuces. So that's good. I, I I like that. Like both of them. Anybody else want to share? Okay, sorry. Or comment? Huh? Say that again. No, I was just listening to what you were saying, and I'm not trying to dominate the conversation because I know some other people are all here. Oh no, you're like, fine. Okay, bro. It's several people on there like, not okay, saying bro. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's all right. But it's, it's like you were, it, it was like you were saying, okay, I I hear you, bro. But let me peek behind that man. Right, right. Because you know we all and and I and I like how um Sister Laronda picked the title or you know we brainstorm on the title of unveiling the mask because every day we all wear masks. Um and we act like we don't wear masks, but we do. Um. But I try to be so candid and open book all day, every day, because I'm at an age now where I don't have time to be trying to tell somebody a lie and try to back it up with another lie and back it up with another lie. So I don't have time for that. that that's foolishness. That, that, that was high school stuff. Uh, you know, I try to be real and candid with someone because anything I say from out of my mouth, wherever I go, whether it's work, home, church, grocery store, I'm going to just be real. Because it, whatever I have to say may help someone or save someone for what what they're going through or where they're at in life. But you, but uh, Sister Lisa, as long as we're talking about man, I think I think you may have had um. Say it again. I think there's I think I think that there's different. There's a mask that people use for deception. And then I believe there's a mask that people yeah. use for protection. You know, there's a mask the person uses that, yeah. that's, trying, that's actually trying to get over. He's, he or she is trying to misrepresent themselves. They want to appear to be somebody that they're not. Right. And, 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 and it's solely for the purpose of deceiving. But the mask that people wear for protection is the mask that says, I need to, pro- I need to, protect, my, I need to protect myself because I don't feel the way maybe that I need to feel about myself, my self-esteem is not where it really is, and I can't let you see who I really am because you may not like me, and if you don't like me, that may hurt me. So I can't let you see my little idiosyncrasies or anything that may cause you not to like me because I'm trying to be liked, so I need to pretend to be somebody who you would like, not to deceive you. I just want to be liked. And... And if I find out somewhere in this scenario that you don't like me, so I need I need to protect myself from the hurt I might get from your rejection or from that thing about me that you don't mm-hmm. like or whatever. So there's a couple different there. Hello, Sam? No, that was my daughter talking. I'm sorry. Hey, Lisa, it's Michelle. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. Do you have anything to uh, add to? Okay, go ahead. Yes, I just, I was on the phone with my dad in Chicago, but I came on the call when, um, I'm sorry, what what is his name? Pastor Keller. Pastor Keller. I came on the call when you were saying, oh, man. Oh, my gosh, I forgot. But I came on the call, you were talking no. Okay. The most recent thing, the most recent, right at the end, right at the end, before you stop talking, Pastor. Oh, about the, the difference, the mask for deception and the mask for protection? 
Yes, that and also what you said about um, when you went on a date with a woman and she said, but how are you, you know, outside of this setting? And that is just so true. That resonated with me well. Because we do, we put on a, we put on a, a mask or pretend to be somebody we're not when we first meet somebody. But how are you when you get upset? How are you when, you know, things don't go your way? That really, that really stood out to me. And um, even the last thing you just said, I won't lie, like I have – I struggle with that as well, just being in a setting and not um, not being able to be my true self and wanting to be liked and just trying to come into my own as I'm getting older. I'll be 30 next year. But um, <laughs> just realizing, like, oh my God. I shouldn't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't worry about that. And it's, you know. No. That's, that's and, you know, um, yeah. and, and it's so funny because um, uh, Michelle was assigned to me by my mentor, and she's been hiding from me. So now we connected. So God's going to do great things with our relationship because, um, yes, you know, I, I think there's a lot of things that um, – I don't know, and then nothing has been discussed concerning what's going on, but I know once we have okay. our discussion, our one-on-ones, that um, I'll be able to help you and share with you to help you come out of that because I, too, had self-esteem uh-huh. issues. I wasn't confident uh-huh. in who I am and who I was, and um, and I wasn't 30 when all of this was going on. I was in my 40s. You know, I just turned 50 uh-huh. this year, so... Um, uh-huh. it's a process, and if you're willing to take it that is. leap yep. and uh-huh. and walk the process, I'll walk your process with you to help you overcome, because we are overcomers through Christ. So I will help uh-huh. you if you're willing to take that quantum leap, because once you take that quantum leap, there's no looking back. And when you do happen to uh-huh. look back, you'll be able to say, man, I was there, but look where I'm at. I'm so far uh-huh. beyond that. And you'll be able to hold your head up high and walk with a lot of confidence. But I, too, was scared when I was introduced yep. to someone to mentor me, to help me out of my, my darkness and my shell, pull me out of it. So um, it is a process. And um, like I said, I'm willing to walk your process out with you, um, share with you. And I am pray that you come into this uh, show also in October. And we'll talk about that off this uh this talk show, but I'm praying that you're going to come and be a part of, you know, witness the production and um, let God be God in your life to help you overcome uh-huh. all that you're dealing with. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And like Pastor Keller was saying, or I'm sorry, Mr. Glenn was saying that, um, you know, we often, when we get into relationships, um, we don't we don't say, um, well, who who are you? What, get, show me the true you. We don't say that. We're infatuated of how he's treating us. We're infatuated of um, just the attention of the words they say. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes, it's and, the words. And, after, and you know something else? Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I just I heard something on the radio the other day that said your actions, your thoughts, and your words should all equal the same. Because, you know, sometimes you're thinking something, you feel another way, and then you do something opposite. And I just I really like that, that quote that I heard on the radio, that your actions, your thoughts, and your words should all be aligned. Like you should be, you know, all in the, on the same accord. That was something else. And, I and it should. And you'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll get there because I, I was a, I was a hot mess all over the place. You'll get there because you know, um, like um, Mr. Glenn was saying earlier, is that um, we we have a shield or a mask of protection or wall. Mm-hmm. I built walls. It wasn't even a mask. Mm-hmm. I built walls, and oh, to get close to me to even have a conversation with me, you had to chisel through a brick wall some steel walls, and it still was some more brick and steel behind that because I wasn't letting nobody in. I don't care who you were. It could have been family. I didn't care who you were. I was only going to let you get it so far, and when I didn't when I didn't feel right or when I felt like you was going to attack me some kind of way, I shut you down like a bad habit and moved on because you would, I was never going to let another person get to me, get close enough to me to hurt me again. 
And I know, I know that that has caused me to block multiple blessings. And I say that to myself, like I know being that way has blocked blessings for me. And that's another reason why I just really want to overcome, you know, that characteristic about myself as well. Yes, ma'am. And it, and it does, and it will. And I'm a witness to it to this day that you can block a blessing. <laughs> Oh boy, when God allowed me to read the, the testimony, <laughs> you can block a blessing real quick, but I'm I'm thankful and mindful that the, the people God has placed in my life and in my inner circle to talk to me and say, hey, you might not want to do that. You might want to reconsider. And I'm thankful that I did and I listened because I could have blocked the biggest blessing of my life um, just by dismissing it, you know. And moving forward, still to this day, I still struggle with it, but I'm uh-huh. more sensitive now than I was before. So I I try to not react to an action so quickly, but I did recently, and I had to go back and eat my words, if you want to say it like that, and retract that because I was I was about to cancel a blessing of my life that has tremendously changed and overturned my life to this day. So um, I'm just thankful for my sister say, hey, you may want to reconsider. So I still kind of struggle a little bit, but I'm quick to snap uh-huh. back. It only took maybe 30, 40 minutes, an hour or so, but I was able to retract that real quick. But uh, before, I didn't care if I said no or I didn't want to be bothered. It was gone, and if it was a blessing, uh-huh. oh well, I must have missed out on a lot of blessings. So, yeah. I, trust me, I know where you are, but it, it's a it's a daily walk, and it's a daily process, uh-huh. and it's a daily transformation. Was anybody um, about to say something? Yes, Teresa. Um, yes. Since we since we did since we did move into this thing about math. Um, you think it would be appropriate if I share this poem called Please Hear What I'm Not Saying? Yes, go ahead and share your poem. I like that. Well, you know, I like okay, it when you shared this, it before. This, sure. This, this is a poem called Please Hear What I'm Not Saying. <clears throat> Excuse me. Please hear what I'm not saying. Don't be fooled by me. Don't be fooled by the faith I wear. For I wear a mask, a thousand masks, masks that I'm afraid to take off, and none of them is me. Pretending is an art that's second nature with me, but don't be fooled. For God's sake, don't be fooled. I give you the impression that I'm secure, that all is sunny and unruffled within as well as without, that confidence is my name and coolness is my game, that the water's calm and I'm in command, and that I need no one. But don't believe me. My surface may be smooth, but my surface is my mask, ever varying and ever concealing. Beneath lies no complacence. Beneath lies confusion and fear and aloneness. But I hide this. I don't want anybody to know it. I panic at the thought of my weakness exposed. That's why I frantically create a mask to hide behind. A nonchalant, sophisticated facade to help me pretend, to shield me from the glance that knows. But such a glance is precisely my salvation, my only hope, and I know it. That is, if it's followed by acceptance, if it's followed by love. It's the only thing that can liberate me from myself, from my own self-built prison walls, from the barriers I so painstakingly erect. It's the only thing that will assure me of what I can't assure myself, that I'm really worth something. But I don't tell you this. I don't dare to. I'm afraid to. I'm afraid your glance will not be followed by acceptance, will not be followed by love. I'm afraid you'll think less of me and that you'll laugh, and your laugh would kill me. I'm afraid that deep down I'm nothing and that you will see this and reject me. So I play my game, my desperate pretending game, with a facade of assurance without and a trembling child within. So begins the glittering but empty parade of mass, and my life becomes a front. 
I idly chatter to you in the suave tones of surface talk. I tell you everything that's really nothing and nothing of what's everything, of what's crying within me. So when I'm going through my routine, do not be fooled by what I'm saying. Please listen carefully and try to hear what I'm not saying, what I'd like to be able to say, what for survival's sake I need to say, but what I can't say. I don't like hiding. I don't like playing superficial, phony games. I want to stop playing them. I want to be genuine and spontaneous and me, but you've got to help me. You've got to hold out your hand, even when that's the last thing I seem to want. Only you can wipe away from my eyes the blank stare of the breathing dead. Only you can call me into aliveness each time that you're kind and gentle. Each time you try to understand because you really care, my heart begins to grow wings, very small wings, very feeble wings, but wings. With your power to touch me into feeling, you can breathe life into me. I want you to know that. I want you to know how important you are to me, how you can be a creator, an honest-to-God creator of the person that is me, if you choose to. You alone can break down the walls which I, from behind which I tremble. You alone can remove my mask. You alone can release me from my shadow world of panic from my lonely prison, if you choose to. Please choose to. Do not pass me by. It will not be easy for you. A long conviction of worthlessness builds strong walls. The nearer you approach me, the blinder I may strike back. It's irrational, but, what the book, but despite what the book says about man, often I am irrational. I fight against the very thing I cry out for. But I am told that love is stronger than strong walls, and in this lies my hope. Please try to beat down those walls with firm hands, but with gentle hands, for a child is very sensitive. Who am I, you may wonder? I am someone you know very well, for I am every man you meet, and I am every woman you meet. Thank you. Awesome, awesome poem. Thank you for sharing. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing. And you know, as yeah. I was, so as any I was other, reading, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just saying as I was reading that this conversation started off about toxic relationships, and I could see how somebody who maybe this poem was talking about that wasn't sure of themselves could end up being being prayed to someone that would be unkind to them or wouldn't treat them right. Because mm-hmm. uh, this is somebody mm-hmm. who has put up this mask and they're doing their best to protect themselves from being hurt to end up in a situation where all of their being is hurt. Um, Correct. But at, but at some point, you know, we, we build up the confidence and we begin to feel the way we need to feel about ourselves so where we can pull off the mask and say, what you see is what you get. This is me, and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, and God created me to be somebody. So like it or not, love me or leave me, but here I am. Right. Right. And that's, that's, that's the thing. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Somebody got a, okay. Somebody got a lot of background. Somebody else sound like they came on um, Sorry, it's, it's, oh, that's you. Oh, no problem. Don't worry about it. Um, you're absolutely right. Um, but the confidence comes once um, whatever you've been in and where you um, or what you've gone through um, that you can just say, okay, it's enough, enough. It's about me. Sometimes people don't make it about themselves. And when you know that you know your worth, and that's what a lot of people, a lot of women, they don't know their worth. And um, when you don't know your worth, you'll settle. And it's time out to settle for just anything or anyone. Um, and and I think that's how we get involved in these uh, parts of relationships is um, settling because it's something that we desire to have uh, a mate, a husband, um, a significant other, um, 
we just settle. And and, and the, I have to go back to that illustration because that's so profound that we don't take the time to discern someone or see how that person is. We're just so ready. You know, people are so ready. Not to say that their biological clock is ticking, but they're just so ready to be such, such in, a, in a relationship that they don't even take the time to know someone. And that is, that's just, I, my takeaway from this myself is knowing that you need to take some time to get to know someone and really see uh, the real person. And, 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 and it all comes with time. So I appreciate what you shared, um, Mr. Glenn, concerning um, the illustration, your personal dating with the uh, lady, and also the poem, because it's an eye-opener all around the whole scope of everything. You're welcome. Any other <laughs> Thank you. Any other questions, any thoughts from anyone? Michelle, you have anything else well, you want to have... add or say? No, um, I was no, not that I can okay. think of. Right what you saying? I was going to ask you to share some more information with us about what's going, what's going on on the 27th of October. Okay, October 27th, Unveiling the Mass is Hidden Secrets. This is called, the, the whole production is by her production, and it's called Hidden Secrets. Um, the first two this year, they did The Brave, which three women bravely talked about um, the abortion. But this time, it's Unveiling the Mask, dealing with toxic, toxic relationships. I'm so excited about it. Can't even get my words out. And the doors open at 3.30 p.m. on October 27th. The show will begin promptly at 4 p.m. And it's at the FSCJ Kent Campus Auditorium. I need to see everyone in the Jacksonville area, surrounding areas, to come out and see this wonderful show. We have some awesome people, women and men. We have Rashida, Rashida. We have Mr. AJ. We have Mr. Um, Alvin. We have Mr. Roderick, and we have myself, Lisa. As the cast members are sharing a secret that we want to take to our graves, but we are now going to stand boldly on stage and share our secret to hope that it will help someone, inspire someone, encourage someone to give them hope of life, a second chance, a better chance in getting out of a toxic relationship. Well, wonderful. <laughs> uh, I know a lot. A lot of people I can't wait. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Ms. Lisa, is there a ticket that I need to purchase, or is it? Yes, ma'am. I'll send right. you the link. I'll send you the link for it. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I'll send you the link, and um, Mr. Ke- Mr. Um. Mr. Glenn, if you can share it on your talk show um, link, how to purchase a ticket, it will be greatly appreciative. And even if people cannot come themselves, if they want to sponsor a ticket for someone in the area that they may know that they may think this will help them, do so because this is a life-changing experience and it's not easy to stand before and we already declared is since 400 people we are declared a sold out show so it's not easy to stand before 400 strangers and family and friends to share a secret that they don't even know and uh i'm just asking for prayers because my whole <laughs> my parents and my son and his uh fiance and my grandkids they're coming and they have no clue <laughs> They want to just come and support, so they have no clue, and um, I'm okay with it. I had to say, you know, I'll let them know when they get here. Uh, it's something that you don't know. I don't want my parents to question their parenting skills. I don't want them to question what they could have, should have done. It, it happened and it happened for a reason that I'm able to stand on that stage to help someone else. So, um, and I also share with my son, don't you get upset, but I need you to learn from this because you have a daughter, you have a fiance, and you need to know how to do the right thing. So um, I'm just excited that my family even decided they want to come and support me 
so, but in the same essence, I know questions are going to come up, but they cannot ask me any questions to after the show. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just excited for the show, and um, it's going to be a good show. And um, I think LaRonda did say that um, it may be asked to go other places, other states, um, and even some churches are inquiring about it. So. Um, this is just to be so I'm excited. Hey Amen. We're excited for yeah. you. We're excited about what God is doing in this season. I'm excited about this show, Real Talk, because, you know, when we started this, I'm, I'm talking it seems to be what we do the least of. Now, we texting and we posting and we tweeting and we all that, but none of that is conversation. You know, conversation has become a lost art, even in our home. The kids upstairs texting downstairs to the parents. And I think it got so bad that everybody be sitting in the living room, and nobody that's in the living room is talking to anybody in the living room. You know, on the phone texting somebody somewhere else. But this gives us a chance to come together as as men and women. And um, I encourage people to, to be as real as possible. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't do any, you know, from everything we talked about, Tonight, it doesn't do anything any good to talk from behind the mask. You know, we ought to be able to come here. We do still have some, you know, some concealment because we're we're talking on on the phone, on a computer, or whatever. But if we truly want to help somebody, we need to be able to talk real. And I want I want us to be able to have real talk because the issues are real, the pain is real, yes. the confusion is real, yes. the things that people are, all of that stuff people are going through is real. And so if we're yeah. not going to talk about it in a real way, then we're not going to be able to help in a real way. So we're blessed to have everybody that joined us here this evening. Uh want to be mindful of, of what's coming up on October 27th. Also the same line that you called in this evening for Real Talk. Every morning, Monday through Friday, this is a live prayer line. So if you, call this, if you call this same number and put in the same show ID at 6 a.m. Central or 7 a.m. Eastern, uh, you'll find us here praying and calling on God, knowing that he hears and answers our prayers. So I thank God for all of you that have joined us here this evening. I pray, God, that everyone got something out of this, that you're going to be t- you're gonna be able to take something away that you might be able to share with someone else as it regards to toxic relationships and masks and taking off masks and asking the right questions and getting to know uh, the people who we're bringing into our lives or going into their lives and getting involved with. So there was a lot to be taken from this, and I pray, God, that everyone takes away something. So we're going we're gonna to close out in prayer until next week at, at this same time, 7 o'clock p.m., where we'll be doing real talk again. Our Father and our God, we thank you for all that was said and done on this line. We thank you for the woman of God that came and spoke from her heart on toxic relationship. We thank y'all. We thank you for everybody that that heard a word that may have applied to them that they could use to either help themselves or to help somebody else. And, God, we just ask you to help us all this evening, that you will continue to be our guide, allow your word to continue to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. God, I pray tonight for every family that's represented on this line. God, we don't need you for the same thing, but we all need you for something. And whatever someone's standing in the need of, I know that there's nothing too hard for you this evening. And I remember Mary telling Martha that you're able so whatever's going on in the home, whatever's going on on somebody's job, in their life, in their marriage this morning, God, we ask you to touch them with your finger of love, open doors, and make way. That's what you're good at. You've been doing it for a long time. We love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. It is in Jesus' name. And for it's sake, we pray. Amen. And thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for inviting me. Everyone have a blessed night. Amen. Everybody be blessed. You too. Thank you. Amen.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.